Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Jerusalem where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I am your reader today. Today is Friday, the 14th of January, and it is the 12th day of Shvat on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our Torah portion is called Beshalach, which means when he sent. And today's reading will be Exodus 16, 11 through 36. Before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank him for giving us his words. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At evening you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When that layer of dew had gone up, behold, on the surface of the wilderness was a small round thing, small as the frost on the ground. When the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moshe said to them, It is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Gather of it every one according to his eating, an omer ahead, according to the number of your persons. You shall take it, every man for those who are in his tent." The sons of Israel did so, and some gathered more, some less. When they measured it with an omer, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. They each gathered according to his eating. Moshe said to them, Let no one leave of it until the morning. However, they did not listen to Moshe, but some of them left part of it until the morning. And it bred worms and became foul, and Moshe was angry with them. They gathered it morning by morning, every one according to his eating. When the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moshe. He said to them, This is what... This is that which the Lord has spoken. Tomorrow is a Shabbat rest, a holy Shabbat to the Lord. Bake what you will bake, and boil what you will boil, and all that remains over lay aside to be kept until the morning. They laid it aside until the morning as Moshe ordered, and it did not become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moshe said, Eat it today, for today is a Shabbat to the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day is the Shabbat. In it there shall be none. On the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, 
and they found none. The Lord said to Moshe, How long do you refuse to keep my mitzvot and my Torah? Behold, because the Lord has given you the Shabbat, therefore he gives you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Everyone stay in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. The house of Israel named it manna, and it was like coriander seed, white, and its taste was like wafers with honey. Moshe said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let a full omer of it be kept throughout your generations, that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Moshe said to Aaron, Take a jar and put a full omer of manna in it, and place it before the Lord, to be kept throughout your generations. Just as the Lord commanded Moshe, so Aaron laid it out before the testimony to be kept. The sons of Israel ate the manna forty years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. That was Exodus sixteen eleven through 36. Today's portion from the prophets is 1 Kings 3. Then Shlomo made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into David's city. Until he had finished building his own house, the house of the Lord, and the wall around Jerusalem. However, the people sacrificed in the high places, because there was not yet a house built for the name of the Lord. Shlomo loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, except that he sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. The king went to Givon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Shlomo offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. In Givon, the Lord appeared to Shlomo in a dream by night, and God said, Ask for what I should give you. Then Shlomo said, You have shown to your servant David my father great loving kindness, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have kept for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of David my father. I'm just a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is among your people which you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? This request pleased the Lord, that Shlomo had asked this thing. God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your word. 
Behold, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, and after you none will arise like you. I have also given you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you for all your days. And if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my mitzvot as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Shlomo awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Then he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I delivered a child with her in the house. It happened on the third day after I delivered that this woman also delivered. We were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, just us two in the house. This woman's child died in the night because she lay on it. She arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your servant slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. When I rose in the morning to nurse my child, behold, it was dead. But when I had looked at it in the morning, behold, it was not my son whom I bore. The other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. The first one said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. They argued like this before the king. Then the king said, One says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. And the king said, Get me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman, whose the living child was, spoke to the king, for her heart yearned over her son, and she said, Oh, my lord, give her the living child, and in no way kill him. But the other said, He shall be neither mine nor yours, divide him. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and definitely do not kill him, she is his mother. All Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. That was First Kings 3. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 94. Lord, You God to whom vengeance belongs, you God to whom vengeance belongs, shine out. Rise up, you judge of the earth, pay back the proud what they deserve. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. They break your people in pieces, Lord, and afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. They say, Yah will not see, neither will Yaakov's God consider. 
consider you senseless among the people. You fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, can he not hear? He who formed the eye, can he not see? He who disciplines the nations, will he not rebuke? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are futile. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, Yah, and teach out of your Torah, that you may give him rest from the days of his adversity, until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not reject his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. For judgment will return to righteousness. All the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will stand up for me against the evildoers? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon lived in silence. When I said, My foot is slipping, your loving kindness, Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, your comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of wickedness have fellowship with you, which brings about mischief by statute? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord has been my high tower, my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and will cut them off in their own wickedness. Lord, our God, will cut them off. That was Psalm 94. The last portion for today, for Friday, is from the Apostles, and it is Luke 19. He entered Yericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zakai, and he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he was trying to see Yeshua, who Yeshua was, and could not because of the crowd, because he was short. And he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Yeshua came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zakai, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he hurried, came down, and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone in to lodge with a man who is a sinner. Then Zakai stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have wrongfully exacted anything of anyone, I restore four times as much. And Yeshua said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now as they heard these things, he went on and told a parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and they supposed that the kingdom of God would be revealed immediately. Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called ten servants of his and gave them ten mina coins. And he told them, Conduct business until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent an envoy after him, saying, 
We do not want this man to reign over us. And so it was, when he returned, having received the kingdom, that he commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by conducting business. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mina has made ten more minas. And he said to him, Well done, you good servant. Because you were found faithful with very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your mina has made five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You are also to be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Master, here is your mina, which I kept, laid away in a handkerchief, for I feared you, because you are an exacting man. You take up that which you did not lay down, and reap that which you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I am an exacting man, taking up that which I did not lay down, and reaping that which I did not sow. Then why did you not deposit my money in the bank, and at my coming I might have earned interest on it? And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina away from him, and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to him, Master, he has ten minas. For I tell you that every one who has will more be given. But from him who does not have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. But bring those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them here, and kill them before me. And having said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he came near to Beit Pagi and Beit Ani, at the mountain that is called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go your way into the village on the other side, in which as you enter, you will find a colt tied, which no man had ever sat upon. Untie it and bring it. And if anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say to him, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent went away and found things just as he had told them. But as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Yeshua, and they threw their cloaks on the colt and set Yeshua on it. And as he went, they spread their cloaks on the road, and as he was now getting near, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, shalom in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, Rabbi, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these were silent, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he came near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had known today the things which belong to your shalom, but now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come on you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you, surround you, 
hem you in on every side, and will dash you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone on another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Then he entered into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief Kohanim, the Torah teachers, and the leading men among the people sought to destroy him. And they could not find what they might do, for all the people hung on to every word that he said. That was Luke 19. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Colossians 3 today also. Well, that is all for our readings of Friday. Since tomorrow is Shabbat, um, we don't post an episode on Shabbat, but we'll be reading in this episode for tomorrow also. And tomorrow is Saturday, January the 15th, the 13th day of Shvat on the Hebrew calendar. It's a special Shabbat this week. It is called Shabbat Shira because the Torah reading of this, week's, this week contains the Song of the Sea, Exodus 15, 1-18. This was the song by the children of Israel after the passage of the Reed Sea. There is no special Torah reading. The Haftarah includes the Song of Deborah. There is an Ashkenazi custom to feed wild birds on this Shabbat in recognition of their help to Moshe in the desert. Well, that's all about this Shabbat. Let's get into the Torah readings. We'll finish up this week's parasha, Beshalach, and we'll be reading Exodus 17, 1 through 16. All the congregation of the sons of Israel traveled from the wilderness of Sin, starting according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moshe and said, Give us water to drink. Moshe said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? The people were thirsty for water there. So the people complained against Moshe and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt? To kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Moshe cried to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moshe, Walk on before the people and take the elders of Israel with you, and take the staff in your hand with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Chorev. You shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. Moshe did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he named the place Massah and Merivah, because the sons of Israel quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Moshe said to Yehoshua, Choose men for us and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with God's staff in my hand. 
So Yehoshua did as Moshe had told him and fought with Amalek. And Moshe, Aaron, and Chul went up to the top of the hill. When Moshe held up his hand, Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moshe's hands were heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Chul held up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. His hands were steady until sunset. Yeshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Write this for a memorial in a book, and recite it in the ears of Yehoshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moshe built an altar and called the name of it, The Lord Nisi. And he said, Yah has sworn, The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. That was Exodus chapter 17. This week's Haftarah portion is Judges 4 verse 4 through 5 verse 31. Now Dvorah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidot, judged Israel at that time. She lived under Dvorah's palm tree between Ramah and Bethel, in the hill country of Ephraim. And the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and called Barak, the son of Avinoam, out of Kedesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded, Go and lead the way to Mount Tavor, and take with you ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zvulun? I will draw to you, to the river Kishon, Sisra, the captain of Yavin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the journey that you take will not be for your honor. For the Lord will sell Sisra into a woman's hand. Dvorah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. Barak called Zvulun and Naphtali together to Kedesh, and ten thousand men followed him, and Dvorah went up with him. Now Hever the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, even from the children of Chovav, Moshe's brother in law, and had pitched his tent as far as the oak of Tsananim which is by Kedesh. They told Sisra that Barak the son of Avinoam had gone up to Mount Tavor. Sisra gathered together all his chariots, nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the people who were with him, from Haroshet Hagoim to the river Kishon. Dvorah said to Barak, Go, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisra into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tavor and ten thousand men after him. The Lord confused Sisra, all his chariots and all his army, with the edge of the sword before Barak. Sisra abandoned his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued the chariots 
and the army to Cherosh et Agoim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. There was not a man left. However, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Yael, the wife of Hever, the Kenite. For there was peace between Yavin, the king of Chatzor, and the house of Hever, the Kenite. Yael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, do not be afraid. He came in to her in the, into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. He said to her, Stand in the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? You shall say no. Then Yael, Hever's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and struck the pin into his temples, and it pierced through into the ground, for he was in a deep sleep. So he fainted and died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisra, Yael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you seek. So he came to her, and behold, Sisra lay dead, and the tent peg was in his temples. So God subdued Yavin, the king of Canaan, before the sons of Israel on that day. And the hand of the sons of Israel prevailed more and more against Yavin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Yavin, king of Canaan. Then Dvorah and Barak, the son of Avinoam, sang on that day, saying, Because the leaders took the lead in Israel, because the people offer themselves willingly, bless the Lord. Hear, you kings, give ear, you princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you went out of Seir, when you marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and even the heavens dropped. Yes, the clouds dropped water. The mountains melted before the Lord, even Sinai before the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anat, in the days of Yael, the highways were unoccupied. The travelers walked through byways. The rulers seized in Israel. They seized until I, Dvorah, arose, until I arose, a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then war was in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel, who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless the Lord. Speak, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, and you who walk by the way, far from the noise of the archers, in the places of drawing water, there they will rehearse righteous acts of the Lord, the righteous acts of his rule in Israel. Then the people of the Lord went down to the gates. Awake, awake, Dvorah, awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead away your captives, you son of Avinoam. Then a remnant of the nobles and the people came down. The Lord came down for me against the mighty. Those whose root is in Amalek came out of Ephraim, after you, Binyamin, among the peoples. 
Governors came down out of Machil. Those who handle the marshal staff came out of Zvolun. The princes of Issachar were with Dvorah. As was Issachar, so was Barak. They rushed into the valley at his feet. In the divisions of Reuven, there were great resolves of heart. Why did you sit among the sheepfolds, to hear the whistling for the flocks? At the divisions of Reuven, there were great searchings of heart. Gilad lived beyond the Yarden. Why did Dan remain in ships? Asher sat still at the seashore and lived by his creeks. Zvolun was a people that jeopardized their lives to the death. Naphtali also on the high places of the field. The kings came and fought. Then the kings of Canaan fought at Ta'anach by the waters of Megiddo. They took no plunder of silver. From heaven the stars fought. From their orbits they battled with Sisra. The river Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river Kishon. My soul, march on with strength. Then the horse hoofs stamped because of the galloping, the galloping of their strong ones. Curse Meroz, said the angel of the Lord. Curse bitterly its inhabitants, for they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. Yael shall be blessed above women, the wife of Hever the Kenite. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. She brought him butter in a lordly dish. She put her hand to the tenth peg and her right hand to the workman's hammer. With the hammer she struck Sisra. She struck through his head. Yes, she pierced and struck through his temples. At her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay. At her feet he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. Through the window... She looked out and cried. Sisra's mother looked through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why do the wheels of his chariots wait? Her wise ladies answer her. Yes, she returned answer to herself. Have they not found? Have they not divided the plunder? A lady, two ladies to every man. To Sisra a plunder of dyed garments. A plunder of dyed garments embroidered. Of dyed garments embroidered on both sides, on the necks of the plunder. So let all your enemies perish, Lord, but let those who love him be as the sun when it rises in its strength. Then the land had rest forty years. That was this Shabbat's Haftarah portion. And now for our very last portion of this week. We'll be reading from the Apostles for this Shabbat, Revelation 19, 11 through 21. And I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns, he has names written, and a name written, which no one knows but he himself. And he is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood, and his name is called the Word of God. 
And the armies which are in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in white, pure, fine linen. And out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he will rule them with an iron rod. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Elohei Tzvaot. And he has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, be gathered together to the great supper of God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, small and great, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet who worked the signs in his sight, with which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeds from the mouth of him who rode on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. That was Revelation 19, 11 through 21. And it concludes our readings for this Shabbat and for this week. Well, thank you for listening. I pray that the word of God will be a blessing to your home today. I am Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shabbat Shalom.